أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته من يقدر يقول لي شنو في الصورة هذه؟ What can you see? Yes. Pork. Does anyone know what this picture is about? Yes. Uh, in English or France, they made the borders in the countries. Okay. Uh, they're picking out and picking and choosing which one they want and they don't want. Very good. And did this actually happen in history? Yes. What is this known as, this agreement? Countries. It's basically known as the Sykes-Picot Agreement. Sykes-Picot. Picot was the French dude and, uh, and Sykes... Mari, who looks more French? I don't know. The short one. The short one is French? Okay. It's my Pico and the, the British guy's name is Sykes. Is it? Oh, this actually happened. I think it was after World War One. Basically, they split apart the world, especially the Arab world. Oh, they decided now which countries will go to Britain, which countries will go to the French. But what, what else are we seeing in this picture? Yeah, and from, from this agreement, what do we understand? What's and happening? It's easy for them to do. No, the kings have no choice. It's easy for them to? Okay, very good. So it's super easy for them to control, for them to basically treat us like a piece of, uh, you know, meal. They can have us for dinner, basically. Okay? Which means, are we, are we weak or are we strong? Weak. Are we weak or are we strong? Uh, okay. Should I the message? Sorry. <laughs> For the Prophet ﷺ, in a very beautiful hadith, he tells us, uh, he reminds us of this day. He says that there, there will come a day, there will come a time when the Muslims, they will be, they will be eaten up by the enemies eh, for dinner, basically. Okay? The, Prophet, the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet, they asked, Ya Rasulullah, how come? Are we going to be small in number? Is that why everyone's going to be overpowering us? Who knows? Anyone knows? Yes. Okay, he said. Are Muslims small in number now or, or big in number? Big. How many Muslims in the world today? One billion. Yeah, more than one billion. I think 1.7 billion in the world. Okay? So one in every five is a Muslim actually in the world today. Sorry? Yeah, that's a pretty big number. But the idea is the Prophet said, no, you will be huge in number. That's not why you're going to be weak. Your numbers are going to be huge. But you're going to be insignificant just like the foam that's in the sea. Typhoon, when you go to the beach and the water comes and then it leaves behind some little foam, salt, chili foam. Okay. What happens if you step on that foam? What happens? It's, is it worth anything? No, it's just there, but it's insignificant. There's no substance. It's foam. But that's, that's basically the Prophet telling us what's going to happen in the future. The Prophet went on to explain why. Why we became like foam. Why? We have no significance in the world today. He said because of this thing called Wahan. He said Wahan. And now the Sahaba, they've never heard this word before. But what do you think they're going to do? What does it mean? Are they going to stay quiet and be shy and embarrassed? No. No. They're going to ask, Ya Rasulullah, what is Wahan? Now, side note here. We learn from the Sahaba that when you don't understand something, what do you do? Is there any shame, any embarrassment to ask? No. no. What happened to us nowadays? They don't ask. You guys don't ask more questions. I would love to see more questions. I would love to speak less and hear you guys talk more. But why don't we ask questions? I don't know. Is it, is it the same in Madrasa? Bad? Is it the in, same in school? In no. Sometimes our teachers don't let us know. They don't let you. But do you, do you, I'm sure you sometimes have questions popping up in your mind. Yeah. Basically, it's not part of the topic. Okay. But they don't let you ask questions because it's off topic? Yeah, no, because they don't like you. Because they have one card. Okay. 
If I, ideally, you're supposed to ask questions when you don't understand. For, again, this is an open invitation. Ask. Then I guess what? If you have a question, if you have a doubt, and you're not going to ask, what's going to happen? That hole in your mind is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger with time. Okay? And this will start creating doubts in your mind. And who wants doubts in your mind? What, what, what happens when you have doubts in your mind? Your, your mind is corrupted. You start, exactly, your mind starts getting corrupted. You start not having clarity. You start doubting. You say, you know what? Maybe this whole thing doesn't even make sense. You start getting these strange doubts about Islam. Maybe there's no such thing as Jannah and Nar. Maybe there's no such thing as we have to pray five times a day. Maybe this whole Quran thing is all made up. Maybe the Sunnah thing is all made up. And doubts upon doubts upon doubts upon doubts. And what happens to your Iman? Right? From one small question that you didn't ask. So please, please, please ask. This is your chance. I'm not going to bite you. Okay? Nobody's going to laugh, inshallah. Ask. Feel free to ask. This is your right. It's your right to ask. Yeah, and this is the attitude of the believer, and this is the attitude of the Sahaba. When they didn't know, they asked. So they asked, Ya Rasulullah, what is when? And the Prophet said, very simply, the Prophet didn't give them a one hour lecture on what when is, like I do, you know? For one concept, I have to spend one hour. The Prophet gave them two words, Hubbid dunya wa karahiyat al maut. Love of dunya and hatred of the topic of death. Not liking the topic of death. But let's talk about each one. What's the problem with hubb dunya Why is no it so bad? No He said that's the, this is the disease that's making us like that foam, insignificant. Oh, you're greedy and you want everything. You don't want everything. Yeah. You're greedy and you want everything worldly, you don't want everything. Yeah. Very good, Justin. Very good. So here, the Prophet is not saying that you guys should forget dunya and focus on akhirah. What's he teaching us? Live in dunya, enjoy dunya, but what should your focus be? Akhirah. Because that's the real party. This world, how many years are we going to live maximum? Who can tell me? What's the average age in, in, in this world? Anyone know? 78 and a half. It's about 60, 65, I don't know. Dr. Maryam, what's the average age? 62 60, 65, that's the average age. But already, you know, like for me, half, I'm halfway there. Already. That's if I live a normal life or my sort of mishakil, whatever. Yeah. But we hear of people yani, um, being so indulged with dunya and, not forget, and forgetting akhirah. Okay? How many of you know people who don't pray at all? Friends, cousins, family, uncles, aunts. Yeah, we all know. Okay? We all know people who don't pray. We all know people who they don't care about coming to a dust like this to you know, spiritually feed themselves, right? give them some soul food. Okay? But that's the idea. Hubb dunya means you're only focused about dunya. You think you're going to live forever. What was the second part? What does wahan mean? Hubb dunya wa What did I say? Say it, say it. Let me hear you. Karahiyatil. So what was the first one? Hubb dunya. What was the second one? Karahiyatil maut. What karahiyatil maut? You hate to die, you hate to talk about the topic of death. You have a fear of death. Very good. You hate to... You know some people, if you talk about death, what do they say? Please, can we change the subject? Can we... It's too depressing, please. It's too serious. Can we talk about movies? Can we talk about games? Can we talk about... You know? Yeah. Why don't they want to talk about death? They knew they did something wrong. Because then they know that they have to be good to me. Because they're not ready. Wow. Wow. Very deep. When you're not ready for an exam, would you want to sit for the exam? Lish. And if you're not ready and you sit for the exam, what's going to happen? You're going to fail. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be sweating. And when the grade comes, would you want to even see it? 
No, because you didn't study. Okay? Basically, same concept. If you don't prepare for your death, you're not going to want to talk about it. You want to ignore it. Last class, what did we say? What does Allah do to us when the angel of death comes? What, what opens up? The curtain. The curtain. Hadid. On the day of judgment, or before the day of judgment, at the moment of your death, Allah is going to open the curtain and He's going to show you reality. He's going to show you who you really were. The curtain last week. Okay? And you see that this ruh that you were really made of, this ruh that's never going to die, this is who you really were. And this is the ruh that you completely neglected. You, you forgot it, you didn't think about it, you were just focusing on dunya, 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 focusing on your body, that's it. You didn't think about death. But this is where Allah, we ended last week. You were neglecting this truth. Like a nap, you're sleeping basically. Okay? What did Ali ibn Abi Talib say? He said, Anasu niyam Right? People are sleeping. When will they wake up? When will people wake up? When they die. People are sleeping and they will wake up when? When they die. When they, at the moment of death, they wake up and they realize the truth. Okay. So, one of the reasons why Shaitan might be nattkallam an hal mawdur is also the idea that he doesn't want us. I have a Does anyone know when they're going to die? No. Hal hadi arf mita bi mut. Some people. Yes. Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows when you're going to die. Anyone here knows the date of your death? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know much about that, but interesting point. Okay. Uh, best for the most part, the old normal people, they don't know when they're going to die. But how should we live our lives? How should we live our lives? Like we're going to die tomorrow. Like we're going to die? After 10 years, or like we're going to die tomorrow? Shraikum. Yeah, if, if we focus on the idea that we will live forever, that helps us for dunya. Okay, and I'll explain this to you very simply. In terms of your dunya work, you have to live as if you're going to live forever. You spend your day as if you're going to live forever. But in terms of akhirah, deeds for your akhirah, you spend your day as if you're going to die. Tomorrow. Then if you spend your life as if you're going to die after 10 years, are you going to start doing things today or are you going to delay them? You're going to keep delaying, delaying, delaying. That's called what? Delaying. Delaying procrastination. Shaitan. Okay? Tasweef. Shaitan, also one of his tricks is he does not want you to live in the present. Okay? He wants you to keep living in the past and the future. Swing between past and future. Lish. Ashan, you don't care about what you're doing now. Exactly. Ashan, you become ghafil. Ashan, you become forgetful. Then when your mind gets, keeps getting busy with stuff in the past, stuff in the future, are you going to be even remembering death will mouth? Yeah. Yes or no? No. So what is in the past? We've talked about this. Let's just review quickly. What was in the past? What stuff? Your history and how, how does that make you feel? Uh, good or bad? Usually, are there good things or bad things in your past? Okay, Shaitan, does he want you to be happy or miserable? He wants you to be miserable. Okay? Get that straight. And you know, Kalimat al Adab fil Quran, Kalimat al Adab, whenever it's mentioned in the Quran, it's not just referring to Adab al Akhirah, it's also refer referring to what? Adab in dunya. And what's the adab of dunya? Depression. Depression. What else? Stress. Okay, bankruptcy, debts. Stress. Stress. Bad. What else? What else? Disease. Health. Problems. Okay, mental issues. Family issues. Love. Problems. You know, problems between husband and wife. Problems between brothers and sisters. Okay. 
problems between boss and employee, problems between countries and people. But this is the adab of dunya, and shaitan wants to live in the adab of dunya. Now, when you think about the bad things of the past, how does that make you feel? Bad. Miserable, upset. Lena, all of us have done messed up things in the past. صح? Hands up for those of you who have done messed up things in the past. I've done pretty messed up things. I'm admitting it. Yeah. Okay. MashaAllah, there's angels in the room who have not done anything wrong. Okay, good. So, part from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He does not keep us hanging in the past. Lish. Then He gave us an eraser. What's that eraser? Tawbah and istighfar. Okay. When you do tawbah and istighfar with proper intention and you really mean it and you're sincere, what happens to all those big things you did in the past? Do they get partially erased or fully erased? Fully, fully erased. Okay. But if it gets fully erased, are you supposed to be regretful and sad and upset? Yes or no? No. No. Forget it. Move on with life. What does shaitan want you to do? To not move on. To, yes, to keep getting stuck in that past. Keep getting stuck in that sad feeling. Keep getting stuck in that moment of guilt and regret. Okay. What about the future? What's in the future? What does shaitan want you to think negatively about the future? Uh, that you'll go to Nar. That you'll go to Nar. That death is very scary. Yes. And you know, you're not ready for death. That, you know, worldly things. Will I get married or not? Will I pass my exam or no? Will I have a good job? Will I become a millionaire or no? What does, what, when you have these thoughts, what happens to you? Do you feel good or nervous? Bad. Nervous. Why? What are these feelings called? Uh, emotion. Emotions. What kind of emotions? Sad. No. Negative. You're never sad about the future. You're sad about the past. Bad emotions. Fear of the future. Fear of the future. Fear of the unknown, because no, none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. For this uncertainty creates fear. Okay. For when you keep worrying, what am I going to do when I grow up? Am I going to be rich or poor? Am I going to be healthy or or not? Am I going to get married or not? What's going to happen? This worry, this constant worry about the future. What happens when you're you're constantly thinking about past and future? Where are you never going to be happy? Present you're not, not going to be happy, Lish. Then now you're not. You're not present, okay? And will you remember death when you're back in the past and the future? No. What do you have to? Where do you have to be to remember death? You have to be present. You have to be present. You have to know who you are. You have to know the reality of life. This game between past and future is going to make you into that ghafla. It's going to make you forget. Okay? It's going to make you forget death. Oh, by the way. Is the Quran filled with reminders of death and the day of judgment? Yes. Why does Allah keep doing that? Arshan, you think of the present to help yourself in the future and don't forget and forget about the past. Inshallah alaykum. Inshallah. Are we supposed to be يعني, scared of these ayat of death and these ayat are supposed to help us become better people for dunya? These are reminders to help us become better people. Are these reminders good for us or bad for us? Good. They're very good for us. Okay? That's why I'm talking about death today. Some of you think that La, tara, you guys are still young. There's 10-year-olds, 13-year-olds here. Let's talk about something else more positive, something more happy. Talking about death is healthy for you. The Prophet ﷺ, go to the graves. Visit the graves. Why visit the graves? So you can freak out? To become something To become a better person. Going to the grave, remembering death will help you become a better person. Okay? It's not about making you depressed and it's not about making you afraid. Then is that is that what Shaitan wants or is that what Allah wants? Shaitan wants you to be afraid, he wants to be negative, he wants you to be worried all the time. Allah wants you to be Okay. Working on yourself, improving yourself, and being optimistic. Being optimistic about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Having hope in Allah's mercy. Okay? But there's this balance between fear that gives you hope. 
Okay? That fear, these ayat of fear and ayat of Yom Qiyamah, what do they do to you? They give you hope of doing good things in your life. Then, for the idea of past and future, yeah. very important. Okay? By the way, let's talk about Shaitan for a second, Iblis. When he was, uh, where was he when Allah told the angels to do sajda to Adam? When Khan? Jannah. When Khan? Jannah. Where in Jannah? Many get a gully, when Khan for Jannah? Under Allah? Khan, the highest level of Jannah. Okay? The, f the highest level of Jannah, and who was there with him? Malaika of Adman. Adam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Is there a higher place you can go in Jannah? No. It's the highest possible level. Thus, Shaitan, what made him disobey Allah? Ego, kibr. Ego, kibr, arrogance. Thus, what did he start thinking about? He started to doubt. What did he start thinking about? He started to think. Exactly. Because he, by the way, he was the VIP back then. Okay. Before Adam, who was the VIP? Friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Iblis. Iblis was like a really nice guy. He was extremely good, extremely pious, righteous. Allah loved, he was so close to Allah that Allah gave him access to the angels. Alright? But he had a very high status. When Adam was created, what went on in his mind? He's gonna replace me. Got replaced. They start thinking about the future, if you think about it. Yeah. He started thinking, ah, if Adam, when, if I do sajda to Adam, then this means Adam is better than me. If Adam is better than me, then I'm gonna be downgraded. If I'm downgraded, then Adam is upgraded. These are thoughts about what? Future. These are negative thoughts about the future. And he decided, no, 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 I'm not gonna let any of that happen. I'm gonna disobey Allah. And this was the reason why Iblis was kicked out of Jannah, basically, forever and ever. Now, question. If Iblis was present in that moment, would he have disobeyed Allah? No. Why not? Because uh, he won't be there. Because? He won't be there. He won't be there? Like, thinking about the future. But where will he be? Uh, in the same place. If he was present back then, he told his mind to shut up, where would he be? He would look around and where would he be? In Jannah. In which part of Jannah? The highest level of Jannah. Is there anything more you want? No. For him, if he just did sajda, he could have stayed in Jannah in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the angels for the rest of his life. What made him thinking? What made him get to get thinking and to go into the future? It's just these thoughts, okay? But being present means you realize who you are, where you are, and then you become thankful. Was Iblis, was Iblis supposed to be thankful because he's in a, such a special place? Or not? Yes. Right or not? Okay, let's look at Adam and Hawa, our, our father and our mother, like original father and mother, right? Okay? <coughs> where were Adam and Hawa? When were Adam and Hawa? Jannah. Allah told them eat from whatever is here enjoy whatever you want in, in, in the entire Jannah by the way how big is Jannah? Huge Allah says it's width just it's width what's longer length or width? length is bigger width Allah says the width of Jannah is the distance between the heavens and the earth. Just the width. Imagine the length. It's pretty big. Okay? And when Jannah is that huge, is there a lot of things to do? Yeah. There's one thing they cannot do in Jannah. What is that thing? Eat from the tree. But if Adam and Hawa were enjoying their time in Jannah, what made them make that mistake? Resistance. What does Shaitan make them do? Think of the future. <laughs> How? Think of the future. How? Very good. Like what will happen if we And what did Shaitan actually propose to them? Tadruna Shaitan was whispering to them. He actually whispered to them and he said, If you eat from the tree, 
you're going to turn into angels. You're going to live forever. You're going to have a kingdom that's going to last forever. But what was he talking about? Shaitan was talking about the? The future. He took Adam and Hawa from present into? Future. Right? Did they do the mistake? They fell into the trap. If Adam and Hawa were present, would they have made the mistake? No. What, why not? Because they would come into the present and when you come into the present and you look around you, what do you see? Everything. You see Jannah, صح? You see everything halal for you. You can enjoy the rest of your life here in Jannah without having to eat from that tree. But you see how shaitan works? He makes you think, he makes your mind busy so that you forget to be present. And that's one of the biggest reasons why most people don't remember death. That's why most people are They're going away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because they're not remembering death enough. The Quran is filled with reminders of death and the day of judgment. But why aren't people being reminded of it? They're scared. No, not scared. Why not? They're not ready. No, before that. Okay, before that. Thank you. My grown Quran, you're not even reading the Quran. And for those of the people who are reading the Quran, are they reading with understanding? No. They're just reading speed reading to finish the pages. صح? And when you read the Quran in your salah, are you paying attention to what you're saying? No. But are you going to benefit from your salah? No. Are you going to get khushu in your salah? No. Is, it gonna, is salah supposed to. You know that salah is actually supposed to remind you of death? Do you guys know that? Maliki Yawmiddin. What does Maliki Yawmiddin mean? The, the owner of the owner of Yawm Qiyamah. The owner of Yawm Qiyamah. And by the way, some scholars say that our Qiyamah is not, Allah is not referring to the Day of Judgment, He's referring to another Qiyamah. Yeah, Qiyamah Sukhra. Why? Why? Why do scholars call it Al Qiyamah al Sukhra, the small, the mini Qiyamah? Why? Because the curtain will. The curtain will open. It's going to be game over the moment you die. صح? But should we be more worried about Yom Al Qiyamah, the big one, or about death? Death. Why? There was a scene. Because the moment you die, your Qiyamah has started. Tadrun, how long it's going to be between, like when you're in your grave? Okay. Yes, a small nap from Dhuhr to Asr. That's how it's going to feel like when you die and then when you wake up for Yawm Al-Qiyamah. That's how short it's going to be. Just a small nap between Dhuhr and Asr. We're supposed to be concerned about our death. And there was a, there was a Sahabi who went to the Prophet and asked the Prophet tell me the signs of the Day of Judgment. There's this trend nowadays that's Ah, the yeah. signs are coming. The, the tall buildings are coming up, and everyone's waiting for the sun to rise from the west. And everyone's waiting for Ya'juj and Ma'juj to come, and Dajjal and Isa alayhi salam, and you know, all this arrival series. And, and, and when, you, when you talk about these things, is it exciting? Is it fun? You know what the Prophet said when Sahabi Lamarahla Rasulullah, tell me the signs of the day of judgment. What did the Prophet say? Did he start telling him signs that the sun will rise from the west? What did he tell him? Don't think about the present, not about the future. Think about the present. He actually asked him a question back. He said, Ma Don't think about the present. What did you prepare for it? But the Sahabi asked, Ya Rasulullah, tell me the signs of the Day of Judgment. The Prophet said, what did you prepare for it? What's the Prophet teaching him? Living in the present, not in the future. To think properly, to think properly. He's telling the, the Sahabi, stop worrying about the signs of the Day of Judgment. Worry about, Worry about preparing for your death. That's when your Qiyamah starts. Okay? Ma'ai? What are the signs? You can look it up, inshallah. There's plenty of stuff. Just Google it, signs of 
the day of judgment and many things inshallah but again let's stick to the advice of the prophet the prophet is telling us don't worry about the signs worry about preparing for it okay but let's not fall into that trap of getting hooked up with signs actually then Allah says about the believers that there's no doubt, doubt about it the friends of Allah how many of you want to be friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wali means friend wow imagine how many of you know what wasta means wasta shuna wasta yani who can explain to me how wasta works connections connections how do connections help hmm I don't need an example of how a wasta will help. Let's say you failed in your exam. Okay? And you really need to graduate. And your father is a really good friend of the principal of the school. What are you gonna tell your what are you gonna tell your dad? Baba, please. I need your wasta, right? Please, Baba. I messed up. I promise I'm not going to mess up again. But please, 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 I really need to pass this grade. Please go speak to. Just smell Principal Malcolm. Kamal, please go speak to Principal Kamal. Please, 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 Dad. You know, if he wants a watch, buy him a watch. If he wants a car, buy him a car. Buy him a house. Whatever it is, I want to pass. And your dad goes and meets Principal Kamal. And Principal Kamal says. Don't worry about it, halas done. But tell your son to study next time. How, do you, how are you going to feel? <laughs> next year, are you going to be more relaxed? Yeah, yeah. because you, you'll say, you we'll do it again. Exactly, because you have a nice hookup now. So you're going to be more relaxed and you're going to take things for granted. But Allah is saying that if you are Allah's friend, Allah is going to take care of you. Is there a bigger wasta than this? <laughs> is there a bigger hookup than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being with you? Helping you with anything you want in life? Taking care of you in any aspect, whether it's school, whether it's getting married, whether it's your job, flus, saha, anything that you want, Allah is going to take care of you. Allah here is saying that awliya Allah, la khawfun alayhim, there will be no fear upon them. Well, fear is where, did we say, past or future? Future, there's going to be no fear. And they won't be sad. Where is sadness, past or future? Past. But they won't be in the future, they won't be in the past. Where will the friends of Allah be all the time? Present. Present, okay. And, and where is happiness? In the present. Only in the present. Happiness is only in the present. And shaitan does not want you to be happy. Shaitan does not want you to have that inner peace. And are most people stuck in this, Siddhiyom? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. Are most people happy or sad? Sad. The Muslims, what does Islam mean? To be solemn. To be an inner peace, صح? To be an inner peace and happiness. Muslims today, I don't know, that's my opinion. Muslims today are some of the most depressed people on earth <laughs> they're some of the most angriest people on earth some of the most miserable people on earth the poorest people are Muslims today the most ignorance in the, is in the Muslim countries the most level of diseases and problems are in the Muslim countries most levels of cheating and corruption is in the Muslim countries don't you agree that's shaitan winning his game so what's the lesson for us Sahin? Keep staying in the present. Then Shaitan will come and do whispers to you. Future, past, future, past. What are you supposed to say to Shaitan? Present. Yeah. And you tell him to buzz off. Okay? You tell Shaitan to buzz off. I don't want to think about the future. I don't want to be worried. I don't want to think about the past. Allah is Ghafoor Rahim. Allah is merciful. I'm going to be present. I want to be happy. Okay? Is it easy? No. Inshallah it's easy, but you gotta practice. Okay? 
By the way, and uh, people your age, the young people, any, do you spend most of your day being happy, wala fearful, wala sad? Happy. Most of you are happy all the time. Uh, yes. <laughs> Mashallah, alaikum. Huh? Fee sadness, way sad. Yeah. What? Sadness. <laughs> sadness. Fee sadness. Eh? Caused by what? Sadness caused by what? Worry. If you worry, none. What about putting plans for future? We are human. We have to think of future. It does. Good point. Excellent. Good point. But here, what we're talking about is worrying and negative things about the future. What about? What the Torah said. What about planning for the future? Is that good or bad? Good. Is that good to have or a must to have? Must. Must. If you don't have a plan for the future, you're going to be lost. You have no sense of direction. You don't know where you're going. Okay? For planning for the future, vision, you know, being optimistic about the future, extremely important. That's a separate topic altogether, but thank you for reminding me. When we say don't be in the future, doesn't mean stop planning for the future. No, plan for the future, plan for the best, let's be in the present. Some people, you know what happens? They get stuck in the planning stage. All they think is about dreaming about the future, or vision, and what do they end up doing? Nothing, Nothing in the present. They end up not being happy, miserable. Naam, uh, just. It's good. It's, uh, you also feel depressed if you think of the past, right? Yeah, so again, positive things in the past are great. Positive things for the future are great. There are some achievements you've done in the past. Mumtaz. Keep, keep them going. Okay? And also learning from uh, the past. Yes. The mistakes of you. Absolutely. Learning from the past. Okay? And there are so many lessons. All the mistakes we do. In the past, are, can they be converted into lessons? Yes. Yes, we and you can benefit from them. Yeah, we don't feel sad. We learn from it. Yes. You, you think that this is a lesson for us. Yes. So you don't feel sad about the past. Learn from them to become a better person. Okay? Every mistake is a lesson. To make mistakes. Okay? It's, it's human nature to make mistakes. But the smart people learn from the mistakes and benefit. The people who shaitan they get stuck in the past and regret. But what are some of the benefits of death? Let's talk about this. <coughs> Keeps your ego in check. How does death keep your ego in check? Masit kabar. You uh, let go of your need to be right all the time. ego. If you have this need to be to want to be right all the time, is that ego or no? You're arguing with a friend, he has a different point of view, you have a different point of view, and you want to be right, you're, you're disputing with him. I know, you don't know. I'm right, you're wrong. Okay, this debate, this is ego. Bad, the need to win all the time. This happens in sports. Why do people fight in sports? Ego. Ego, they don't want to lose, you want to win, you want your team to win. You want Barcelona to win, not Real Madrid. Right? You want your team to win, you want to, you want to play and win. And sometimes people fight, they curse each other, messed up things happen. Even things like being offended. Why do people get offended? Ego, how dare you say this to me? You don't know who I am? You don't know whose son I am? You don't know whose daughter I am? Who do you think you're talking to like that? <laughs> this is ego. This is ego talking. Okay? Appreciation. <laughs> Having the need to be appreciated all the time. See? High bad ego. Always wanting to be appreciated by people, wanting a lot of Facebook likes on your page, wanting YouTube views, wanting people to follow you on Twitter and Instagram and to like you. Okay? 
This is Shinohadi. What is all of this? Ego. Ego. And now you're seeking appreciation from others. Where does a believer seek appreciation from only? Huh? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. Uh, Keep your ego in check. Your possessions are your possessions. Okay, you can have nice cars, nice house. You can have designer clothes, whatever you want. But this is not who you are. When you remember death, you remember that these possessions are not going to go with you where? In your grave. Okay? They won't go with you in your grave. You cannot take your iPhone with you in the grave. Okay? You can't play Angry Birds in your grave. <laughs> okay? None of your possessions are going to go with you. These are all ego issues. The, the need to be noticed. The need to, be, uh, the need to have a good reputation. What happens to it when you remember death? It melts away. Having okay. a good reputation is ego? Yes, it's ego. So yeah, you shouldn't care about your reputation. You should. You should be cared. You should be concerned about what Allah thinks of you only. Not the reputation in, in society, in public. Okay? So you cannot be, basically you cannot be disrespected. And uh, who gives you respect? People. Allah gives you respect. Not people. If you try to gain respect from people, it's because everybody has a different opinion. Absolutely. Everybody has a different opinion. But you should not seek to get you know, your reputation in check from people. Think about what Allah thinks of you. What else do we benefit from when you remember death? Uh, prioritization. Prioritization. What does that mean? What does prioritization mean? That means you, prior, you, you set your priorities. Okay, let me, let me do a quick exercise. Imagine, today is Wednesday. Wednesday, 9th of March. Yes. Imagine Friday, 11th of March, 2016, is the day you die. How are you going to spend the next two days? Salaf al Masjid, skydiving. Salaf al Masjid? Skydiving with Bay. Skydiving that's your priority? Priorities. Is skydiving going to be a priority for you? If you had two days to live? What else are you going to be doing for two days? Come on, think, think. Your beard won't grow in two days. What else? You start reading Quran. Okay. Whoa, that's a big one. Saying sorry. Just post it on Facebook. Yeah. Saying sorry to people you hurt. What about your relationships with your parents? Buy your mother roses. Buy your father some presents. Hug them, kiss them. I'll sleep with them for the next two days, so when I know that I die, I'll die safely. Inshallah, you sleep with them, huh? The priorities get fixed when we remember death. Okay? But what else do we benefit from? How? Shlon? Yeah, I'm not helping your body. Yeah, self-improvement, health is part of it. But the idea is, okay. Benefits of remembering death helps you improve yourself. When you go to a janazah of a friend that just died, how's that going to benefit you? Would you want to become a better person? Yes, for self-improvement. Yes, you learn. From other people's mistakes. Very good. But you want to improve, and death sometimes helps us improve. A lot of people I know personally have, yeah, their lives have been turned 180 degrees after someone in the family died. Because it's an eye opener. You wake up, you realize, wait a second, life is serious. I could die tomorrow. I need to get my act together. But this idea, instead of being afraid, it turns into motivation to improve yourself. Do, do all of us need improvement? Yes. In all areas of our life. Okay? In our akhlaq, in, the, in our salawat, in our relationship with the Quran, in our relationship with parents. We all need improvement in different areas of our life. Benefits of remembering death, bad, the Prophet said, 
اذكروا هادم اللذات سمعتوا هاي؟ Remember the destroyer of temptations. What's the destroyer of temptations? What's the destroyer of temptations? The Prophet said, Remember the destroyer of temptations. What's the destroyer? That if you remember him, it will destroy your temptation. Death. Death. Our topic today. When you remember death, what happens to your temptations? Huh? If you had two days to live, are you going to go and spend your nights in the disco, in the nightclub, and you know, following your desires and temptations? Yes or no? Yes or no? No, right? You have better priorities. You have bigger priorities. Well, lastly, death. When you remember death, you get a feeling of contentment. You know any contentment? What does contentment mean? Not really. Contentment is inner peace and being happy with what you have. In Arabic, someone has rida. A rida. Okay? Being satisfied with what Allah has given you. Being satisfied with what Allah has given you. Okay? Uh, I want to move on to a very quickly uh, some examples of death. Okay? Can death be seen as a positive thing? Yes. By the way, do we die? Yes. No. No. What's the opposite of death? It's not life, by the way. We get Then uh, what did we learn last week? Our ruh, does it ever die? No. The opposite of life is not death. The opposite of death is birth. Ooh, death is just a transition to the real life. Next. Okay? Um, did you know that clouds have to, in a way, die for rain to come down? Yeah, because then they go because there's not enough water. Is there benefit in the death of the clouds? Is death for the clouds positive? Yeah. Yes. Rivers. Did you know that rivers have to die for them to lead to the oceans and the seas? Yes. So the end of a river is the beginning of an ocean. Hatta plants, right? When you put a, a seed, when you plant a seed in the ground, what happens to that, that seed? It dies and then becomes a vine, a rose. It dies, it splits open, and that splitting open is death for that seed. But what comes after that death of the seed? The plant. Okay? And the plant brings you fruits and life. Okay? Oxygen. Did you know that? For you to get water, what do you need? Oxygen. Oxygen has to die to turn into H2O for you to have water. Yes. Okay. The sun has to set in Bahrain for it to rise somewhere else. For us, if the sun didn't, in a way, die in our country, would it bring life to another country or no? So you see how death can sometimes be seen as a positive thing? Okay? Death is negative. There's always a positive side to death that also makes... When you, when you die in the, in the grave, the believers, how will their grave be? How will your uh, how will your grave be when you die as a believer, inshallah? Uh, it will become a good time. Will there be snakes or scorpions or? It will be a garden of you know, of Jannah. Okay, and you're gonna have a window in your qabr through which you can see your level in Jannah. Okay. That's can you go out? No, you can't. I mean, I don't know. Honestly. I don't know what your ruh is going to be doing. <laughs> okay, Akhir Shay. Imagine there was no death. Won't the world be overpopulated? Death, by the way, fi rahma in death. There's mercy in death. If there was no death, imagine how the world would look like. Imagine the traffic. 
How long would it take you to get here if there was no death? It's going to take you a long time to get here. Imagine taking a family selfie if there was no death. How many people would be in that photo? Your grandparents, your grand grand grandparents. Okay? Imagine what would happen to jobs. Would people have jobs? Your grand grand grandparents wouldn't want to leave his manager position. Then uh, he's never going to die. Uh, he doesn't have to retire. People won't be retiring. Okay? But jobs would be tough. Imagine how much food. Imagine how much food your mom has to cook every day. Imagine how many rooms you'd have to have in your house to fit all your grandparents, your grand grand grandma, and grand grand grandpa. Okay. <laughs> Imagine how much you have to wait to go to a movie or to. Well, it's already overpopulated on the weekends. Yeah. Well, imagine when you go to the beach. Well, imagine what your mom has to go through for laundry. Okay? Imagine how laundry would be like. How many servants and help you would need in the house? Is there a positive side to death? Yes. Can we say Alhamdulillah that Allah created death? Yeah. Alhamdulillah, no. There's such a thing called death. There is mercy in it. Alright, Jazakumullah Khair, Subhanakallah, Bihamdik, Nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant, Nastaghfirullah, Tubu ilayk, Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.